Today we're going to be talking about the second part of the mural um, episode. And um, yeah, it's super, super exciting. So we spent a day um, kind of looking at all of the details of the panels within the mural. And so um, Jeannie, take it away. Well, um, this is the far left side of the left panel. Um, as I had mentioned in, in series one, there's a forest with a path to the very left, and then right next to the path is a group of men talking. And this is the first group of men you see talking. You see they have a tent. You see the tent has TNT in it and some other boxes, and they're having the conversation. The one they're listening. They're ex one guy's listening. One guy's you know asking questions. It's just that wonderful, wonderful depiction of the conversation. Here we have the center panel of the conversation going on in the foreground of the left panel. You've got um, this beautiful group of figures in period dress just hanging out. They've got the packages they've just lifted off of the docks. Um, they're leaning on them. Again, you have the mysterious TNT um, mm -hmm. canisters and they're just chatting away and talking and thinking and you can tell it's a very engrossing conversation just by the way that they're drawn and um, in the background you have the workers are loading the docks which they were probably just doing minutes before they're on break or mm. decided to take a little breather and, and have, a, have a conversation and um, no doubt it's about the history of America it's about the British it's about their, um, remember the Boston Tea Party was all about, you know, tea tariffs and in those um, bags up front are probably loose tea and hmm. they're just um, discussing, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, is this really, really to our benefit? Is this where we want to go? Do you think our country can be independent from England? Um, and also potentially, maybe they're talking, it's like a hopeful, it's such a hopeful image because these are all of the things that they're going to use to build this country. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, this, it's, it's the harbor. It's where things come in. It's where they're being unloaded. There's absolutely beautiful depiction of ships in the background, ship after ship after ship. It's a busy harbor. This is not a, a dead zone. This is not, you know, a down on its heels harbor. This is a vibrant harbor with a capital V. Um, it's loaded with ships. It's loaded with activity. It's loaded with workers. And it's a center point for the conversation, the conversation about America and its future. Amazing. Amazing. This is just a beautiful um, background image of workers in the back. You can see the detail. Each of these little figures is is little over an inch high, but you you can see what they're doing. You can see their movement. You, there's highlights on their arms, their legs. They're lifting boxes. They're rolling barrels. You can even determine that the house in the back is uh, made out of wood or the or the warehouse. Um, again, you're just absolutely mind, it's mind-blowing how incredible the detail in this mural is. Somebody took so much care in the original painting and drawings done for it. 
Um, it's unbelievable um, the amount of figures in it. And it's important too because like I said, the, there's a lot of figures because it's showing this is a very vibrant harbor. This is no ordinary harbor. This is the harbor. And what's happening here is important. The beginning. The beginning, mm -hmm. yeah. Here we have yeah. um, a detail of one of the ships they're unloading. The workers are rolling um, items from taken from the ship off. Look at you see the beautiful detail in the folds of the sails. Um, there's a little tent there on the boat that was similar to the tent you saw on the left panel. Um, conceivably, they might have taken those tents from the boat and put them on the dock to sleep in when they were you know off work or to mm. take a you know a nap on break. Um, you've got the detail of the workers. I mean, a historian in um, in harbor history or um, commerce, you know, shipping would find this absolutely fascinating. And you see the skinny little lines of the masting of the ships. Uh, try to wrap your mind around how hard that is to do in a woodblock. <laughs> Those are carved and not carved as a line. The outside is carved, leaving the little line to be inked. So uh, Zuber was a master, master printer um, in unfathomable detail um, that you see on these ships. It's absolutely incredible. It's uh, kind of hard to even imagine how they did that. I, for real, <laughs> look at, I'm going to kind of just zoom in. It's to incredible. The tiny, tiny figures now those back little there. figures are a half inch high, <laughs> so they've got the foreshortening going on. They turn them to blue because when things go in the background in a painting, you take in the light blue because light blue is the color the eye sees as things mm. get further away in space. So the figures, which in the in the version we saw where the figures were an inch and a half high, there was more detail in their clothing and their color and their face. These people are very far away, so the detail is cut down. But you've got that blue and then the black is a contrast so still from a distance you can tell exactly what those people are doing even though they are a half inch high amazing. it's amazing <laughs> it's absolutely amazing here's a detail of some workers on the foreground lifting a plank and um, pulling a ship in you've got a couple guys with the ropes on ships they're talking they're 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 working they're dock workers, they're working, and look at the beautiful use of color. You've got the vermilion there and the cobalt blue as highlights on the gray. I, I have mentioned how Cheesewright and his wallpaper artist chose the color for this mural. All through it you see beautiful use of grays and browns, um, more than I've ever seen in any printing of this uh, Scenes in North America mural. And what masters they were, the beautiful grays, that they used to show to shadow it, and then they would come in with the a more almost fluorescent color highlights, just add to the uh, magnificent in terms of just as an art object. This mural is gorgeous. Not to mention, it's just perfect figure work. You you can absolutely tell looking at it what they're doing. The movement, yes. Yeah. It's just beautifully drawn. The original drawings must have been very detailed. Look at this. Look at the little tiny ships in the background. Um, there's people rowing all over the place. There's different size ships. There's a steamship, which if you remember, that was a huge um, invention of the day that they're very excited about to um, bring steam in and, you know, especially for the rivers because, you know, they couldn't always, they many times had to go against the current, so they couldn't rely on sails. 
and this add a little power to go upstream. But there you see the steamship, there you see the little people in the boats. Again, you can tell exactly what they're doing. They're sitting, a guy's rowing, you don't have any question what's happening in those ships. But if you think about it, that's a less than a half inch high. So in a very <laughs> tiny little detail, there's some more in the very back, those blue figures. In this case, they move them all to blue just to push them back, back, back in the detail. So it's such fantastic use of color um, for perspective. Mm -hmm. So the mural is not flat. It's definitely three-dimensional, and a lot of that is the illusion done with color. You see it in the village here. Um, all of the houses have a three-dimensional look. They're not flat. They're shadows. But because they're in the background, they're not heavily detailed either. They, they needed to show form and shape, but at the same time be pushed to the background so the figures would be brought to the foreground. Mm -hmm. So again, fantastic use of grays, foreshadowing, and um, color. And you could see how it's, obviously you could see the panel yes. right here, the separation. Yes. Each panel was about 18 inches wide that they printed, um, and they would have to print these things. You, first of all, get this, um, wrap your mind around this, this mural took one year to make because they would have to print the 220 colors each separately and then let them dry, you know, even a few days or a week before they applied the next color. Um, so it was a long process. This was nothing quick to make a mural of this size. Unbelievable. Here we keep moving um, across the left panel. We have more of the village of a beautiful boat with the sails in, in the foreground. And there's that a windmill on the uh, right there. I have um, went specifically to the JFK Library files and I asked them personally, uh, what is that building? Because I was just curious, there's this windmill. And so far I have looked and looked and looked. I've not been able to determine what that building is. It's probably gone now. Um, and um, the location in, in the mural tends to be um, an assimilation of different locations. Mm. It's not one location. It's not the Boston Harbor. It's taking liberties. Yeah, it's <laughs> different harbors. So yeah, it's sure. artistic license. So one day I hope to learn about the um, name of that building because it's very interesting with the windmill there. What's uh, up with all the smoke in the background? I think those are trees. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. That yeah. makes and more sense. And you can't <laughs> tell because we're so close up on mm -hmm. it. But if you pulled back, they would look more like trees. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. of the shadows. Yeah. Okay. That may oh, yeah, yeah. I see that yeah. right here, actually. Yeah. yeah. And when I was mentioning how the panels are 18 inches wide. Um, these wood blocks that they would use to print this were so were heavy because they had to be as high as the mural was and as wide. So it wasn't just something a man could pick up with his hand and stamp on. It was a team. They were so heavy they had to be lifted with pulleys. The team wow. had to shift it over, drop it in the paint, lift it up the paint, take it over and drop it on the panel, obviously using extreme care because one little shaky hand could smear the figure. Wow. So then lift it off and put back. Obviously it had to be done by more than one person and um, just absolutely incredible craftsmanship. This is um, moving on to the right. This goes into the Indian panel. Um, these Indians have headdresses on that are a very, from a very specific tribe. 
that um, it says in the JFK papers it's Winnebago Indians. I did look them up and I did not see those headdresses anywhere. Mm. So again... Um, so we think it's a Winnebago, yeah, but, but we're not I sure. I'm not sure because I've found a couple other inaccuracies in those JFK papers. Mm. The mural, um, it's... And, and Zuber, you know, had the whole building bomb where they lost half the block. So it, it's a bit of a mystery. It's, it's still to discover. But remember, at that time, there were these explorers from France and England, but they would come to America, and, they, and there was those pre-photography days. There were no cameras. They didn't even thought the camera would be invented. They had no idea there was going to be such a thing as a camera. Sure. They would take an illustrator with them on these mm. treks, and they would you know, go out and meet the Indians and do trade and see mm. the world. So somebody did drawings on some of those treks, brought them back to Alessie, France, and the artist in Alessie, France drew the initial drawings for the mural who had never been to America. <laughs> so he was just kind of taking different drawings and saying, oh, this would be interesting. And so it's not, you know, 100% sure that it is even representative of a tribe. It could mm, be a conglomeration yes, again. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just of like the experience. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, some sort of, it looks like some sort of, um, sort of like a welcoming yeah, ceremony. Yeah, it, it was common just from the research that I've done on the, I've researched um, those illustrators of the early days. I've bought books on them. And um, you know that usually for when the explorers would come for trade, they would perform for them. So there's obviously some mm. kind of performance going on. Again, you've got that beautiful vermilion and blue, just as an accent color, which works so well and so beautifully, and has held up through the years. It's right. not faded. That's the amazing <laughs> part. 1834. Yeah, it's amazing. Not faded. And um, it's just beautiful, beautiful color. Here you have the right panel of the Indian panel, um, and you have a group of African Americans and um, European ancestry um, watching the performance and talking with each other. Um, you have again one of the dancers there in a pose like he's just ready to um, keep dancing <laughs> and he's got one of those headdresses on which so far I have not learned um, which tribe they are from but and above them if you pull back not seen in the picture is the Virginia Natural Bridge so again this you know this probably was not set in Virginia it was again that um, combination of different parts of America, because it's scenes of North America, it's right. not saying depiction of North America, right. it's um, scenes. And artists always take artistic liberties, yes, as they should, to sort yeah. of convey mm -hmm. an overall idea. And I'm mentioning, oh, there's a part of the damage done, um, again, that tragic, um, you know, restora failed restoration. We can tent. skip this part here. Yeah. I, 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 we'll we'll kind of, we talked about that in part one. Yeah. Um, but just as a reminder yeah. um, that there was a painter that came in to so-called restore the woodblock panels and essentially just started acrylic, acrylicking Some over kind of, yeah. the, the woodblock prints, which is ridiculous. And then anyway, if you want to hear all about that, that's in part one. Yeah, and I, the only thing I would say to look at him is like, look at those beautiful um, mast and lines and of the ships. And again, imagine that that is a woodblock print. Someone had to carve that little tiny, tiny line. And just not amazing. just a painting. Yeah. <gasps> There's the Virginia Natural Bridge that is above 
the Indians we saw earlier. Um, you have the beautiful pines, the natural bridge, the beautiful depiction of trees, and a very watercolor-like um, Just be the color, the paint used was tempera paint. Um, tempera paint has been used for centuries um, as a paint, and I guess there was some hesitation or criticism that it might not be light sensitive. Well, that, mm. that has not happened. The color has stayed beautifully intact. And this is Southern California light pouring in on this mural day and night. Um, it's it's not faded. Um, the faded look is intentional Amazing. For, uh, to push um, certain images into the background, mm. like it's doing with the bridge and the rock. Again, and, for perspective. Yeah, so it's not That's flat. so beautiful. And that makes it even more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Here we have a close-up of the village and the top of the mast of the ships, the little figures in the back again working. Um, there's a little flag, American flag. Hmm. Um, I was asking earlier, I wonder how many stars were on the flag at that point. 1834, whatever that <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, <laughs> I to look that up. <laughs> there's the White House um, as they drew it in 1834. That's, that's a very interesting first because of the, uh, the first photograph I ever saw of the White House was from 1850. Mm, so, amazing. Um, that's a historical artifact right there. All right, now we're moving on to the other side of the mural. Right. So the way the way that it is, um, if you haven't seen it in person, which you should if you can, is that there is the uh, the left side and then there's the right side, and it's separated by a gorgeous window that lets in just an incredible amount of light to highlight different parts of the mural on both sides. But so now we're on the left side, I'm sorry, now we're on the right side of the mural, um, which kind of wraps around the staircase and is absolutely incredible. Yes, and we'll, we'll show a photo of that in a minute. Um, this is a carriage. This is on Niagara Falls, and these are um, tourists being taken to see Niagara Falls. Um, in an old-fashioned um, horse-drawn carriage. And it's it is loaded. full, full, full it's people. Full. There's a lot of people there, um, and they're in shadow, so they all have the same skin color, which is, is um, brown in this picture, and um, they're just um, excited to go see the, the Niagara Falls, which is one of the uh, prettiest panels in the mural, which we will show you. There is uh, the full depiction of the Niagara Falls panel. Now, I think I have mentioned before the color, well, not not in the podcast, actually, the color Zuber chose for this is very, yes. very different exactly. than the printing in the White House. The White House printing of this Niagara Falls has blues, bright blues in the sky, bright blues in the water, bright greens. Cheesewright and his artist took a whole different tact. They used grays, they used um, taupes, they used shades of brown, all different shades of brown. To um, It looks so much better, it looks so much more real. Mm. Like now you're really kind of imagining what Niagara Falls looked like in 1834 when they came. It's The illusion is very good. Very, and the sky is sort of fiery, a little yeah, bit fiery orange. Yeah, the sky is kind of that golden fiery mm -hmm. and um, as you can see on the far right there's um, a guy pointing at just saying wow wow and the people are agreeing with him that this is amazing Niagara Falls is amazing natural phenomena and it's 
It's talking about in America how amazing the nature is here, and it absolutely is. I mean, and I love how he <laughs> chose the perspective of the falls being gigantic and the people being yes, tiny, tiny. You yes. can even almost hear the you sound. Can. You can, yeah. The people are very tiny. Again, you have half-inch figures there on the uh, left behind the waterfall. If you zoom in there, I guess Let's there was an see. ability because of a natural fissure in the rock. Go up and down. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh yeah, look at that. A natural fissure in the rock me. made a ledge that they used Whoa. for tourists to go in and go actually behind the waterfall, which must have been amazing. And there they are walking behind the waterfall. And the waterfall's in front of them. There's a tiny, see, there's a tiny bit of blue in there, but mm -hmm. mostly it's gray. And you see the um, the beautiful use of the shading on the water that gives the illusion of how fast that water is pouring off the hill. Right. At the top, it's pouring so fast the water itself is generating steam. Mm -hmm. um, so that is an amazing uh, waterfall. That is not quiet. That's loud. That's <laughs> yeah. powerful. That's nature at its most powerful, and it's depicted in the mural. And it's this one is between the last one and this one, but I really wanted mm -hmm. to go to the Niagara Falls sure, first. But sure. I, I love this one because of the, the staircase yeah. detail. Yeah, here's the um, the staircase. is an original staircase, a Chiserite design staircase. Um, and it had to intersect with the mural. So they obviously, though, were very, very careful about where that happened. And it's right above a steamboat. Um, remember, the whole upstairs alcove the whole of the building was designed from blueprint stage to hold this mural. As I said, the mural took a year to print. This took planning. They had to choose the color for the mural. They had to arrange the printing. They had to wait the year before it was done. And they had to decide where everything, where the window, where the staircase, mm. where the mural was going to cut off, where it was going to be. It was all designed. It was all. She's obviously knew this mural very well. I mean, I imagine just from um, being around that building for five years, the guy was, you know, had a very good eye, very good artist. So, you know, he remembered it though so well. Well, I could see he might have mm -hmm. had. Is it possible that he had had? like sort of a blueprint of it an idea that he, he was maybe with like a magnifying glass just like checking out all the different it scenes could have been, he knew the mural very well somewhere he had seen one mm -hmm. somewhere it had you know impressed him so much that for his building he wanted it right there as a centerpiece and at the time he was fortunate enough to be the have the finances because mm. he was so successful um, he had he was working on and at the money I'm sure he got to do this was um Greystone Mansion was a 40,000 square foot mansion of the Doheny's who were the richest people in LA at the time and um, other projects so he had the money mm. But he really did a lot of, put a lot of love and care into the planning. Yeah, and we'll get mm -hmm. into the, the cheese, right? You know, we'll start getting into the EJ cheese, right? Oh, world. yeah, there's a lot, lot to say about that. Yes, and, and Again, his look at these little tiny figures on the boat. On Just amazing. Look at that. I mean, it almost, that, you could, you see painting like that in the fobs, only that's the, the center painting where they would abbreviate figures just, you know, for a kind of almost cartoony effect. But this is being done as a method of foreshortening to push things into the background, to have visuals that depict, you know, crowds, but um, at a distance. Amazing. You know? yeah, it's amazing. <laughs>
Okay, here we have the pan, this very center panel, which I discussed in the last podcast. This is, um, you have a group of African Americans in period dress. They're in their beautiful finery and they've got their hats and their dresses and they're, you know, they're talking, having a conversation. Well, you've got a guy, in, a guy on a horse and he's looking at them saying, what the hell? Yeah, he's got his hand <laughs> on his hip. Yeah. Like, how dare they? He's a, he's a snob. He's, he's <laughs> looking at them like, are you kidding me? What the hell is going on? You've got the lady there with the umbrella looking on too, saying, oh, oh my God. <laughs> they could Why care I never? less. They are ignoring him. He's not important. His uh, racism is something that is destined in American history to be eclipsed. Mm-hmm. by um, a country that um, needed um, to be inclusive. And at mm-hmm. this point, that was not happening. When this was made, 1834, there was still, slavery was very much in effect in all its horrors. And it really wasn't until 1850 it was I- ended, and then there was a whole civil war, um, you know, just years and years of grief and tragedy and trouble and struggles uh, getting over the race issue, which we're still struggling with today. But that's again why this mural is so so visionary. Um, so 1863 was Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a long way away, mm-hmm. but the a whole muralist, generation essentially. Yeah. The muralist was saying, "No, this this is what's going to happen in America," and he was right. That's the future. <laughs> that's yeah. the future. This is New York, um, which is such a so cool. From 1834, you can see the little sailboats dock, the little steeples. Um, If you zoom in, again, there's that fantastic detail saying this was a crowded place. Look at all the buildings in New York. New York always, you know, had a lot going on, (laughs) and it had a lot going on then, and oh, wow, look at that detail. (laughs) And of course, just like New York, you know, shoulder to shoulder. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Building after building. still amazing. The building just got higher. But there it is, um, an amazing, amazing depiction, pre-photography of New York. Mm. I mean, lovers of New York history alone would love that panel. Really? Um, this one or this one? Oh, it's both, okay. Yeah, it's just a group of people um, to the right of the center panel, riding on horses in their finery um, and a horse-drawn carriage, um, just... People living their people lives, living talking their lives to every, every depiction of people it, they're not they're not so much um they're watching they're observing things around them but they're also discussing what yeah. they're seeing they're not just sort of passively right. taking it right in. right right this is a just absolutely beautiful landscape panel that comes next as you move right on um, the huge rocks the trees i mean i think you know for for a long time America, one thing that's blown people away about nature is how big it gets. Um, the height of the mountains, the height of the rocks, the height of the trees. Um, and again, beautiful, beautiful illustrative work of rocks and uh, foliage and trees. And of course the shadows. Yes, using again the browns and grays that they did so well and were so, are so naturalistic really. This is um, the West Point slash a Weehawken uh, panel. There's um, just some 
You know, again, it could have been both because it was an artistic interpretation. If this is West Point or this is Weehawken, the JFK papers say it's Weehawken. They say it's alluding to a uh, battle that the Americans won over the British, which the French, of course, were very glad to hear because the British were their mortal enemies at the time, and um, they were very much on our side. So, but the troops are doing maneuvers here, and there's people watching them. These are the people in the very background watching them in front of, um, must have been uh, the Hudson River. Mm. Yeah, the, again, look at the um, beautiful uh, drawing of the you know, half-inch figures in the background. And there is, in the foreground, you've got the people in their finery watching um, the maneuvers going mm -hmm. on. <laughs> They've got there's a lot of there's like a pole pointing sort of motif going yeah. on throughout. Like yeah, check it out. What's it's going just, on? It was, yeah, it's saying it. It's just it's beautiful uh, drawing and uh, cartooning. You might say mm -hmm. it or um, these people. You know, they you have to understand this is all technique. It's mm. not um, as an artist you would just appreciate. You know, the artist was saying, I want to make these people look like they're looking at something mm. so they don't just look, turn their head they got their arm mm. up they're pointing um mm -hmm. beautiful technique there's a early american flag um with very few stars very <laughs> few stars <laughs> and i think that's we've come sort of to the end of um the panels that we picked the details of the panels that we picked and um here let's get like th this is a good depiction of the space. Yeah, there's the window. This is the top of the stairwell. On the left, you have the left panel. Then you see the Indian panel. Then the Niagara Falls. Look at those colors. Look at the color just uh, from a distance. Um, it's so beautiful. <laughs> just breath, breathtaking. <laughs> Again, breathtaking. this is a beautiful shot of the alcove um, that Cheese Wright designed with the mural. Um, and the success of his coloration, it wasn't, like I said, it, I've said many times how it's not as bright as the other paintings. It's more classical. It's uh, that much more lovely. That's an original chandelier. That's an original staircase. Um, the chandelier actually was not in the pictures that I found at the History Museum of the mural building when it was first built. Um, and my guess is since it's a wrought iron chandelier, beautiful wrought iron chandelier that it was made there because one of the shops that was in the back was a wrought iron shop. Mm. And I think he probably made, the, his shop probably made that chandelier to show what beautiful chandeliers they could make and wow, is that a pretty one. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are the incredible details of this just, again, magnificent piece of artistry and history that's in Pasadena, California, that no one really appreciates at <laughs> and all. And no one knew was there. I mean, it's just insane <laughs> to me. It's crazy. And, yeah. and um, so, so what we're hoping to um, sort of start a Patreon uh, type of situation where we will offer, you know, various sizes of these, of these little uh, details from it for you to enjoy and support the podcast, support the efforts in hopefully restoring it. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's it's falling apart in a way. It's got that white 
awful layer that that yeah. painter decided to do. And it needs to be restored. It needs to be protected. Yeah. I've min I just yesterday I saw a UPS guy carrying a huge box up the stairs. He's looking down. He's not looking where he's going. He could have ran in at any point that th it could get even worse damage because it's not protected. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be restored. It needs to be protected. It needs to be appreciated. It needs to be visited by art lovers of the world and school groups um, who just um, appreciate the, the how, how visionary piece of historical artwork it is and how important. That's it. Uh, I think we're good. We, we, we're going to wrap the mural, which is incredible. I'd say if you're around the Pasadena area, do come and visit and um, Jeannie will show you around <laughs> um, and that's it for us for today thanks for listening <laughs>